Hello, Reach the Beach Walkers. This is Joe McGarry, your host for the Reach the Beach Walk podcast. As you might be able to tell, this is a little different audio than you normally hear from this podcast. Uh, I am at a friend's church recording uh, this podcast. I'm recording some videos, um, getting ready for my virtual vacation Bible school next week and service on Sunday because I lost power both at home and at my church. So, I am thankful for community, uh, especially the Calumet community, and I talk a little bit about that in my uh, devotional this week for Reach the Beach. So you can check that out in the Reach the Beach Facebook page. But I am excited for this podcast, which is why I wanted to get this out to you as soon as possible. I talk this week with Carol Ogren and Karen Ernst. Uh, That is Carl and Knut's mother and sister. It was a really fun conversation. I can't wait for you to be able to listen to it. We had um, a good time talking with one another. They've been involved in Reach the Beach podcast since the very beginning, and they talk about some of their experiences and some of the ways that they've connected with other people and and God in experiencing this walk. And they share a little bit more insights on Carl and Canute. So that was a really fun part of the conversation. I can't wait for you to listen to it. I want to jump right into this conversation with Carol and Karen. Thank you, Carol and Karen, so much for joining me on the Reach the Beach Walk podcast. Thank Thank you for being here. Thanks for having us. Excited. So Good, good, good. So on these podcasts, I uh, just like to jump in and have people share their camp story and how they became connected with camp and uh, maybe a, a memory or two that you would like to share with our podcast audience because we all each have our own kind of camp story, how we, we got in, introduced to camp and how we got involved in camp. So would you mind sharing with our audience a little bit about uh, you, how you got involved with Camp Calumet? Me first? Yes. Age before beauty. (laughs) Um, When my son Carl was eight years old, he came out of Sunday school and said, I would like to go to Camp Calumet next year. And I said, I don't think so. You're not going to like it. I went to camp. I didn't like it. And so every week, and Carl was never a nag, but every week, the same thing. So finally, when he was nine, we let him go for one week. And of course, he liked it because he's still there. Yeah. <laughs> and it worked out so well that I made Karen wait till she was nine and then Canute wait till he was nine. Okay. And they all went and they've loved it. And when they were children, I used to get two weeks vacation every year that I didn't have them home. So Calumet has been a big influence in their lives. And I appreciate everything Calumet has done for them. Mm-hmm. That's great. So, and, and how did uh, Carl first hear about it? Was something that at church that somebody mentioned it or he came up to Sunday you? School. All the kids in the okay. Sunday school class went up to Calumet, except for him. We had a house okay. of Kate. Why would we send him? Right. Um, but he really wanted to try it. So he did. Nice. Great. Great. Karen, so we know how you got introduced, but can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, so um, so Carl went, and um, I I usually do a lot of what Carl does. I just follow him through life. <laughs> so um, I was very excited when I got to go. I brought my childhood friend Barbara with me, 
And we were in the same cabin. And um, gosh, I was a counselor for, I mean, a camper for six years and then uh, CIT and then on staff for five years. Um, loved every minute of it, obviously. Um, I did environmental ed. I did, I stayed, I would leave as early as I could, um, accumulating yep. loud. You know, leave from school, pack the car, drive the car up, and then I would stay as late as I could. Um, every year, I feel like did that. So, um, and then my daughter went to camp after. She was a camper and she was um, a counselor as well. And I think when I got married and my husband, when my daughter got older and she was involved in softball, I made it crystal clear. I don't care how good she is at softball. For two weeks, she's going to camp, which always ended up being the all-star weeks. <laughs> oh, like really? Would, oh, yeah. And my husband was absolutely, did not... He was like, no, she's got to go to camp. Sorry. And then, uh, and then she worked on staff and, and, and then her softball career ended. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. As it does for most of us. I, I remember going up and missing, you know, uh, even when I was CIT and on staff, uh, the beginning of football, you know, the preseason stuff. And, and I always felt like I was running behind with that, but camp was a lot more important to me than, than a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Exactly. So both of you have been involved in uh, camp over the years. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Karen, you said, you know, you were on staff and, mm -hmm. and, and now I, I know that you do a lot with reach the beach uh, running and, and some of the behind the scenes work and even on-site stuff with that. Can you talk, both talk about your experiences since those times? Do you want to go first? Yes. I run the whole 200 <laughs> miles. Yeah. Yeah. You have your own it's van, right? <laughs> to each walk. And because it's camp and because Canute and Carl are so involved, um, I just, sure, I'll do it. And I walked anyway. So this was, I was just doing it now for a cause instead of just doing it. So I wouldn't fall apart too early. <laughs> um, yeah. So, no, I, I'm very supportive of Calumet because Calumet has made a big difference in my family's life. Yeah. And she also participates in the Reach the Beach. I volunteer. She volunteers at Transition um, 10, which is Camp yep. Calumet. So the Reach the Beach race in New Hampshire, Calumet's Transition 10. And she runs the water. So she stands next to a big boat full of ice and water. And she <laughs> begs people to take all the water so she can um, finally go home. Yeah. I can't, <laughs> I can't go home till the water's all gone. Yes. There you go. <laughs> I try to be as obnoxious as possible. <laughs> Telling someone last year, there were a, a group of young men and they were watching me hawking my stuff. And one of them said, gee, I wish we could take her with us. And Carl was standing there and he says, please take her with you. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and for those who might not know the, the transition stations for reach the beach run event is there's how many are there? There's 36, 36. And, um, the last few years, camp Calumet has been one of those places. So at these, um, transition areas, there's, um, time to rest and switch the vans from van one to van two. And, and, uh, a lot of places, sell stuff, food mainly, 
mm-hmm. for the event, but uh, Calumet does a little bit more than that. They we, we give stuff away and yeah. um, through generous donations and that sort of thing. So um, so handing out that water, I know I, uh, from the time that I participated, people just love that because they're like, wait, are you serious? This, this is free. We, we don't have to yeah. pay anything for this. Yes. And, and they always give money. There's always a jar that if you yeah. want to donate and we do remind people, you know, everything here is free, but if you'd like to donate, um, feel free to do so. And it and, benefits nativity and it benefits, um, gosh, I forget, um, the program through nativity, but it helps to heat homes in the Conway freedom, um, Carroll County, um, which yep. is something that nativity and, um, Conway is very proud of. Get what the unfortunately I forget what it's called. But. I think it's neighbors to neighbors or something like that. Yes, yes. that's it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And I do not run in reach the beach. I I have I'm kind of allergic to running. So, um, but the <laughs> first time I participated, I was a driver, and it was awesome. Like I was really nervous about being able to stay up all night. Uh, it was the most awesome experience as a driver. Um, just, and it, it was easy to navigate. All the signs are there. I didn't have to worry about getting lost. Um, it was just fun. And then when Transition 10 opened up, I was like, oof, that's really more my cup of tea. So yeah. uh, I go up, I help get the vans for the reach the beach run and, um, you know, help out around, help park the vans and then, um, navigate everyone's cars back down to Hampton, um, the next day. And it's just a great experience to be part of something like that. It's perfect for her because she loves to be bossy yes. and she can boss <laughs> all these van drivers around. I do. I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So. Well, as someone who has helped with that, it's, it's great to know, okay, if I, do, I don't know where I'm going or what I'm doing, yep. just ask Karen and she, she'll let me know what I need to do and make sure Absolutely. that my car is there and everything. So Absolutely. No problem. Yeah. 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 So. so we are um, doing really well this year so far with our Reach the Beach walk. We have almost a thousand walkers. We have almost 500 of those walkers and even more in our Facebook group. Um, people are getting in their miles and, uh, can you talk a little bit about, uh, your experience for a reach to beach walk this year? Some of the things that you may have experienced while you're walking or, um, things that you have noticed uh, or what I like to call sometimes God moments, you know, times that you have connected with God, um, either walking or through the Facebook group or, or something else. Want to go first? No, you can go. Um, I have to think. So, uh, like my mother, I walk a lot as well. Um, so I, I didn't, the first time I joined was last year. So, and I was very happy I did it. Um, and, you know, specific God moments, I, you know, they're really everywhere. I mean, every yeah. time. I like it because I am more adventurous. So I'll go down different paths and I'll see different things that I didn't even know was around my town or around where I was. Um, so in that respect, um, you know, God's everywhere. Um, this year in particular, I am so blessed to um, have asked and, um, and received yeses from my entire work group. So there are actually 22 of us walking together as a team. I'm a, I'm a sales rep for MFML Baby Formula. 
And um, I work in the New England area. And so all 22 of us um, are walking to support. That's awesome. Yeah. That's great. So if you see the numbers jump, the miles jump, I mean, we're putting in like 600 miles a week between the, you know, 22 people who are walking. Wow. Wow. Yeah. But it's a great way to be together when you can't, you know, to do something together as one and move the needle when you can't. And then to add that, be part of the 500 that are on Facebook. And then the additional 500 and 26 dogs that are doing this walk, it's just really kind of cool. It is really cool. Yeah. So it's a wonderful thing. I get up at six o'clock. I don't like to eat, although that really hasn't been helping. I get up at six, so I'm out no later than 6.30. And yep. it's a wonderful thing. I, I don't see a lot of people, but anyone I see, everybody waves, everybody says hello. Um, it's just, it's peaceful. It's, it's calming. It's just wonderful to go out and walk in the morning. Yeah. And every year that she does it, she adds on a friend. Yeah, this so, year I okay. have three other old lady friends that are walking. They would not That's appreciate great. that. They're young and they're vibrant <laughs> and they're lovely Lovely ladies. I think we have to be realistic. <laughs> Not naming names. <laughs> <laughs> no, and that's great. And I think I find it too easier first thing in the morning when you get up and before you get bogged down with anything else, I think it's a great way to start your day um, just to get out there. And, um, and, and the summer that we were having so far before it gets too hot too, um, to get out there and, and get, some, get some steps in. Yeah, sure. Yes, I've slowed down considerably as the weather gets hotter. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I hear you on that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So a lot of our, well, I think majority of our podcast listeners um, know Canute, and I'm sure that he would really appreciate maybe, uh, and our listeners would appreciate any insight or story um, that you would like to share about Canute um, on this podcast so that uh, we, we get a little more background of who Canute is and, and what makes him tick a little bit. Okay. I can't talk about that one. <laughs> I'm just flipping through my mind. Right now. No, I, I think it, and I am extremely proud of both brothers, Carl and Canute. Yep. Um, I don't know if a lot of people who are watching this know that they even have a sister. I am the sister, <laughs> middle child. Some would argue that I am the favorite. Um, no, but I'm, I'm very proud of them. I mean, they um, are completely different individuals that work really well and have um, great strengths. Um, I think Canute is definitely in the job of his life. Uh, he is, uh, he's, he's just easy to communicate with and talk to and um, to, to ask for money, especially, you know, here is, is challenging, but he does it in a really fun way. And he, more importantly than that, I would say he would say is, um, keeping people together and connected. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he's always been like that ever since he was a little kid, he was like that. So just very, um, easy to be around and wanted to be part of everything. You know, we could tell the hug story. Can you would make money? Can you, oh yeah. Can you would at make church. money at church? He would <laughs> sell. Mm. No, he, he would go out to the little old ladies yes. at church, and he would 
just because that's who he is, mm -hmm. he would just give him a hug and they would give him a quarter. They would give him money. <laughs> he would come home with like a buck 50. Wow. Wow. There we go. Little, we should have known he would be a fundraiser because he would pick <laughs> up rocks and pine cones in the neighborhood and then he would knock on people's doors and sell them. Yes. And people <laughs> bought wow. them. Yeah. And people bought them. Wow. Yes. Wow. Yeah. I think you made him return some of that money. Oh <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no, he was always very personable, and um, people would just love to give him money. So I'm always amazed at some of the ideas he comes up with. Hmm. Yeah, I'm astounded sometimes. I say, "How did you think of that?" And he'll say, "I don't know. I just did." Um, but it's always fun to see what he's going to come up with next. I can't wait for the Reach the Beach run to see how that's what he's yeah. coming up with for that. What's coming up for that? Yeah, yeah. That's that's. I think that's going to be a good uh, another good weekend. Yeah. Of uh, yeah. lots of camp time involving people and in, in, in a variety of ways. I think it'll be fun. Yeah, he fun said time. I can come up and volunteer again, so I'm really excited. Oh, good, good, good. Yeah. So. Good. And, uh, and then, of, of course, Carl, we, we all know Carl. And um, I, I think uh, I, I, all the, the challenges, especially this year, that Carl has had to work with and deal with um, with the COVID stuff, I've just been so impressed with how camp it continues to move forward, continues to um, engage people, and, and most importantly, keep people safe. Um, so any, any insights or things you want to share about uh, Carl, while we have you uh, on the podcast for a couple of minutes? I will just tell you, Carl is my firstborn. If he had not been so good, I probably wouldn't have had any more. That's true, too. <laughs> but he was an amazing baby. He was a great child. He's a great son. And Carl and our canoe would come and complain about something, as siblings do. Mm -hmm. And I would say, I don't know. He's really good to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's great. <laughs> I, I think Carl, um, Carl's always had a head since he was little. He was very logical. Yeah. Very logical and very street smart. Um, I think this was a really hard decision. And, he, and it was tough for him to make mm -hmm. the decision to do what he did with camp. And, but he will always make the decision, any decision, he will know everything he can know about um, what it takes to make that decision. So, yeah. you know, I, I would love Carl for governor. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he wouldn't be my governor, so that it's okay. That would be awful. <laughs> uh, but he just, he, he's, he's very thoughtful and he, he he researches things so you know if he's making this decision and it, it wasn't his decision alone i know he has a board of directors i mean they all did yeah, a really yeah. good job excuse me of making this hard call and but the, you know there's a lot of trust that goes into making that call too and um you know he will research things and he will he'll know he, he will write it down and he will know and 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 he can answer the questions that people ask so yeah uh, yeah and he's always been that way yeah. 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 Over the years, uh, you know, since I've been in, involved with camp, I, I've seen how methodical and, and really when, when, when um, you need someone to really step up and make decisions in, in a, 
extremely well way uh, quickly or whatever you want, you want Carl to do that. Um, so I've always been impressed with that. Now, when we grow up, he, I, I would have to wake him up every single morning because he never woke up. In I would take a shower. I would go and I'd wake Carl up. And then a few minutes later, I would wake him up again. There were five of us in only one bathroom. So it was very... We had a time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's great. That's great. And just so well, you know, one of them is my favorite. One of them. I wonder which one that is. They know which one. <laughs> the one sitting on an on island with you right now, right? Uh, that may be true. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much for joining me on this podcast. Um, it's great to, to hear more of your story. Um, and I'm sure people will really enjoy uh, this episode. So uh, thank you so much. Before we um, sign off, is there any more that you'd like to share with our audience? Yeah, I mean, I appreciate the podcast that you've done. They're very entertaining. Um, so thank you for doing that. Yeah. Um, and obviously, you know, the Reach the Beach support that you've given in the past um, has been fantastic, um, the pastoral support. Um, so thank you for that. Um, we're just excited to be part of such a, a big organized movement, if you will. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, it's great. It's great. And I, I'm really enjoying this, hearing the stories that people are sharing and and being able to share those with others. So thank you so much. And um, yeah, we'll see you on the walking trail soon. All right. Bye. All right. Bye. Thank you, Carol and Karin, for that wonderful conversation. It was great hearing those stories and great to connect with you. And thank you, everyone, for listening to this podcast. I will be back next week with another conversation. And I hope you have a great and blessed week. See you then. Be blessed.